Hi, and welcome to the TSW podcast, providing insight from thought leaders, success stories, and practical mental and physical tips to help you on your journey to recovery with your host, Claire Hart. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Topical Steroid Withdrawal Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Hart. And I guess I first want to just start by saying thank you so much for all of the amazing feedback we got to first episode with Louise King. I think both me and Louise were really touched by by all of the comments and the feedback we've got. And yeah, it was just really nice to know that that resonated with you and, and you saw some of your own journey within what Louise could share. So today's episode, we're talking to Luke Jacobsma. Luke is an incredible advocate in the community. He has so much energy and vibrancy. Uh, He was a real joy to talk to. So we talked to Luke about his personal journey, the highs and lows, all of the different experiments he went through, which is an amazing story of lots of different trials. So lots of good information to take away from that. He also talks about some of his music and kind of what music brings to his life and his recovery. Um, And we talked to him about his coaching and the next steps in his journey. So hopefully you will enjoy this one as well. There's going to be some links in the show notes. So do explore those um, and let us know what you think of this episode. And if you enjoy the podcast, please do subscribe on Apple iTunes. um, And yeah, thank you very much for listening. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. So Luke, thank you so much for joining us. I am absolutely thrilled to have you on the podcast. So yeah, thank you so much. Um, I mean, you look amazing. Your skin looks incredible. So tell me, how are you doing? How's your skin? <laughs> well, thank you for the compliment. Uh, my face has been so dry uh, recently. I've, I've been in a flare since uh, late September of this year. So September, October, November, and uh, December has been pretty tough for me, to be honest. Um, probably one of the worst facial flares I've had in the last two and a half years of uh, TSW, which really, really sucked and brought me down. It kind of was like a, a gut punch. It is calming down. And uh, last night I was looking through all my photos from like 2019, 2020 and 2021. And I tend to flare in the same months. Um, so I was looking at the comparison of all those photos and uh, uh, it looks like I'll be uh, healing in the next three weeks <laughs> based off history. Um, but my skin on my face is getting a little bit better. It's very slow. Um, sometimes it goes, it looks great. And then sometimes it, it, it's, it slips back. Uh, my creases are itching like crazy. Like the back of my legs are terrible. My, my elbows are bad. And then at night, my neck gets so swollen and I just scratch that apart. Luckily it's not tearing too much, but, uh, it has been troublesome trying to sleep lately. That's yeah. been uh, really hard. Yeah. So. And how long has your journey been today? Oh, I forget the exact day count. I think it's, uh, like 1011 days. Uh, but I started March 18th, 2019. Okay. Okay. And have you found the sort of reflecting on the photos a really important part of your healing mentally to keep track of the progress? I don't know if that, I don't know if that is is an important part of me healing mentally. It's definitely a eye opener looking back at some of the videos that I talked, like did on my phone, just like kind of trying to log what I was thinking at that time. And it's, it's just, it was really shocking 
that some of the things I was saying in 2019 when I started are still some of the things that I'm saying now. And it's just to think about all that time that I've just been suffering. Uh, that was kind of shocking to me. I do think it's, uh, I do think it's wise to document it, whether you post it or not, I think it's wise to uh, take photos, take videos, uh, journal your thoughts um, and your progress. I do think that that is helpful. I don't know if it, uh, if it helps your men mental state, but I do think it's helpful to look back, especially when you're getting to the, the tail end of it. Yeah, absolutely. So talk to me about, about your history, kind of when did you first start using steroids? When, when, when did you first see eczema and when did you first start trying steroids? Oh, okay, life, life story. Uh, back in high school, I used to have a really like strong reaction to deodorants. Certain antiperspirants would not agree with my body. You know, I would, it would make me like itch or uncomfortable. And I always had, I remember having trouble finding the right deodorant that I could use. So I ended up, I was always like a clear old spice certain type and it was a deodorant, not an antiperspirant. And I found that to be uh, beneficial in high school, but that was the like only skin sensitivity I've ever had. Until about 2010, when I was doing uh, some fittings, I worked for a, a company called PacSun, and we were doing a lot of board shorts and surfwear, and I had a little red spot on the back of my, my right knee, just larger than a quarter. And uh, I remember that being kind of like an eyesore in my mind, because people are looking at me wearing board shorts and, and uh, you know, outerwear or beachwear, and I felt the need to look good. So I went to the, the, the pharmacy CVS, I bought over the counter stuff. Um, cortisone 10 was the product that I used. And I just started applying a little bit in the mornings, just when I'd go to that client. So it was like maybe two days a week, because it kind of took away the redness, it took away the inflammation. And um, that went on and it would go away, come back, go away, come back, go away, get bigger. And so from 2010, 2011, I was using cortisone 10 all the way up until about 2015 when I started uh, developing sensitivities to gluten and, uh, and dairy. Okay, cool. It's super important that we just mentioned that that Luke's job is a fitting model. So when he talks about board shorts, it's because he um is the perfect size for a, a, a medium model. Did you say? Yeah. So I, I I work as a fitting model in uh, Southern California with clothing brands, and they hire me to try on all of their prototypes and all of their salesman samples and all of their uh, pre protos. Um, to make sure that uh, there's no fit issues. So I reach and check the sleeve length. I see if I can lift my arms all the way. I see if I can turn my head or use all the features like the pockets, the buttons, the zippers. Uh, I make sure everything functions properly. I make sure everything fits good and that a customer, when they put this garment on, they're not gonna find any issue with it. So I do that uh, for about a dozen different companies here in uh, Southern California. And I've been doing that since 2004. So about 18 Literally. years old the best job <laughs> I love that. <laughs> very cool um so you started started using this product and then and then how 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 did you find it what kind of made you think something's going wrong here like this isn't this isn't improving and my skin seems to be getting worse what was there a moment that you went there's just something that's a bit off 
Yeah. So it, it kind of seemed like all of the sudden in 2015, after about five or five plus years of using the, the over-the-counter stuff, um, I remember one time I was out with friends and we were eating pizza and drinking beer and my eyes just got really itchy all of a sudden. And I noticed that it would happen every time I drink like uh, hoppy beers or eat pizza. So I started to okay, well, let's, let's back off pizza. Let's back off beer. And, but I noticed that gluten started to really bother me and make my eyes itch. And that was so unusual. So I went to allerg an allergist and we did like the allergy tests. And then, um, I, they just basically took the words that I said, Oh, I think I'm gluten sensitive. And they just reaffirmed that. So I backed off gluten, I backed off dairy, but I still kept get, um, developing sensitivities to food. Like almost all of a sudden and I, and it made me feel like, I, I mean, I had no clue that it was related to the topicals at this point, I, but it made me feel like I was developing autoimmune disease. Like what is going on? Like my body's attacking itself. It doesn't like this food. It's not letting me eat this. Like I, I can eat anything. Like I've always been able to eat anything. And now all of a sudden I'm like, I, foods just throw me into like this allergic reaction and I just didn't like it. And so that's where it all started and where uh, I started kind of trying to figure out what was wrong with me and that whole process of trying to untangle the autoimmune, you know, chronic sickness, food sensitivity thing lasted about three years. <clears throat> and it wasn't until 2018 uh, when my body really just like hit its limit of using steroids because uh, over the years I needed to use more right? It transferred from my knee to my other knee, to my elbow, to the back of my scalp, sometimes to the bridge of my nose. So now I'm using this stuff on my face, around my eyes, um, on the back of my scalp. And you, you know, uh, cortisone 10 also came out with something that was a little less, seemingly less potent, but it was an eczema lotion, but it was still steroids. So I was using that. I had a, a tube in my truck, in my shaving bag. I had it accessible all the time because you never know when you're going to, you know, you're going to need to just get that redness to go away. Yeah. Yeah. And were you, were you working with your doctor at this point? Were they prescribing the steroids? Yeah. I do remember the, um, I do remember the allergist, uh, prescribing me a very expensive amount of, uh, steroids. And, uh, I remember just putting them under the sink and not using them because I was like, the stuff I got is just fine, but I, I ended up paying for it. It just sat under the sink forever. And uh, I never actually used it um, until 2018 when my, my body like really just hit its limit. That's when I was like, I got no choice. I need to use something stronger than cortisone. Um, so I never used uh, prescription stuff until 2018. Absolutely. And when, when did you find out about, and when and how did you find out about topical steroid withdrawal? Okay. So 2018, my body got like really sickly. Like it just, it, something felt off. Like I didn't know what it was. I just, I was lethargic. I was, uh, tired all the time. I, uh, um, I couldn't recover. Uh, my skin was really irritable. My sleep was off. 
And so I started going to all the doctors. I was like, I need to know what is wrong with me. Like, it's just driving me nuts at this point. So I, I went and did a food sensitivity test. I went and did another allergy test, but it was a little more in depth. I did uh, a bunch of blood work to check on my vitamin levels, my IGs, uh, my testosterone, my thyroid levels uh, to check if I had tuberculosis, Lyme disease. I, I, I was like, you just run the full panel. I needed to know where I was. At, at least I would have a baseline. If it didn't tell me anything, um, but I had, uh, went, I went to an allergist. I went to a food sensitivity doctor. I went to the endocrinologist and nothing came back with any, any definitive answer. They're like, well, your blood's fine. Your levels are fine. Your hormones are fine. Vitamins are fine. Uh, we did a hair mineral test that checked heavy metals. Um, and nothing was clear. And I remember going to my doctor and she was trying, I went to a dermatologist and then he recommended me to another dermatologist. And then they both said the same thing. So I went, went and found a naturopathic doctor and this naturopathic doctor was so sweet um, and really wanted to help find what was wrong. And she was asking me all these lifestyle questions. Maybe it's stress, maybe it's that. Um, and uh she then saw my facial like flare that I had that was really bad. And she referred me to another dermatologist and it just put me down more uh, topical steroids, like the strong stuff. Um, so I ended up going back to this naturopathic doctor and I was like, Hey, I think I have topical steroid withdrawal. I was Googling and YouTubing like, raccoon face or like turkey vulture skin um because like my face was so red right on the eyes and the bridge of the turkey nose. vulture like, skin i've never heard that together before that's amazing it, that's what it looked like to me like i just looked like i had a dark like red eye circle so i felt like it looks like a raccoon so i was like maybe there's a raccoon rash out there and then uh, the texture looked like turkey vulture skin it was just like wrinkled and dry and red and just like it just looked gross. And I was like, turkey vulture face, turkey vulture eyes. And I remember coming across uh, one of Lynette's videos on YouTube. And that's when I was like, <gasps> that's what that it just like, I didn't need to watch the whole video. I just knew yeah. like that it was what I had. And I just, that's how it took me down the rabbit hole. And then I started finding her on Instagram and then finding this whole world of TSW online. And that's when I kind of self-diagnosed and I went back to my doctor and I was like, Hey, I think, uh, I think topical steroid withdrawal is what I'm going through. And so she like typed it into her little, like magical doctor computer. And she's like, well, you want to know how they tell me to treat you? Cause I've never heard of this. So she's like, I have to look it up. They want me to give you steroids. And I was like, well, <laughs> this is our last appointment. I'll see you later. And, uh, I drove straight from her office. Uh, to the bookstore and I went and bought medical medium um, liver rescue book. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's when I decided to start doing medical medium and ditch the doctors. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that was the day I started TSW. And you know what? It's amazing how you just said, you know, you saw Lynette and, um, and, and you were just like, that's what I've got. I mean, for me, it was the same. I, I can't remember who the first person I saw was, but their patterns on their face I was like, oh my God, this is me. I finally found the answer. Because for ages, I was like, what are these sort of funny, rashy things on my face? And applied more and more protopic tacrolimus to my face to get rid of it. But And then finally I saw it and I was like, oh my God, I've got topical steroid addiction. And then you can't go back. And it's interesting because so many people 
kind of asked me, well, if the steroids are working to keep your skin looking okay, why would you stop? And it's like, <laughs> they're not, they're not keeping my skin okay. My, I'm, my skin is bad because of the steroids and I'm applying more steroids to keep that at bay, but it's getting progressively worse. But helping people understand that is really difficult. And I know you did a, a bit of a video around telling people that story to help them understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't post, I didn't post online for a while. Um, and I was going to my gym. I, I was still trying to work out, but like it kept getting harder as I was going through TSW cause my skin was just hurting. And like, I love, I love to work out, but like when you have to work out through pain, it, it really makes you question, do I really love to work out or, uh, is it just what I'm comfortable? But I had a coach at that gym that I was going to, and she was like, Luke, like, you need to, you need to start sharing this. Like there's other people out there. And I was aware of the community. I just wasn't involved in it. Um, she's like, there's other people out there who uh, might need your perspective on this and might need uh, your story and to see how you're dealing with it to help, you know, be a catalyst to them and how they deal with it. No, it, I, I sat with that for a while and, and I started posting um, and I, I found it very therapeutic in the beginning. Um, and then, yeah, I just felt like, uh, all I could do, um, cause I did notice there was a lot of people just posting, uh, skin reports just, oh, here's my skin today. Here's what's <laughs> going on today. And I was, I just didn't want to add to the community in that way. That was just my own personal choice, but I, I just wanted to see how I, whatever I posted, I wanted to make sure that someone found, uh, a little nugget in there. Some, some, some bit of information, um, something that they haven't tried before, maybe a new way to look at it, uh, and just offer, like, like I said, like a different perspective with each one of my posts. And, uh, I definitely did not want to add to any of the negativity or the, the, the dark side of it. Yeah. Uh, cause I think we all do that offline anyways. Um, and we don't need to promote it, uh, because it's hard enough to deal with on your own. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I love that. And I think, you know, your voice is one of the most positive, engaging, energetic voices, which is, you know, why I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, but oh. talking about kind of what you've tried in your experiments, I mean, epic. I love all of that, you know, like the Cambo, the Wim Hof, the psychedelics, the supplements, you know, talk to me about your experiments and kind of how that felt kind of the trying the different things and what really worked and what you'd be like, don't try that. that <laughs> God, you know, I was thinking about this last night and there are so many, so many things that I've tried from like just drinking water only eating apples for five days straight. Um, <laughs> I did like a fast mimicking program where it's like you, you drink like a soup and you get like a one little square of dark chocolate and you get one almond bar per day. And it's supposed to like put your body into this uh, autophagy phase where your body starts to eat all the dead cells. Um, I definitely did Cambo which is uh, where they scrape the skin off of a, a frog and then they burn it into your body and it, it overloads your system and your system has a violent reaction to try and stop the poison from, from getting you sick. And so you start throwing up and getting rid of all the bile that you have inside your body. It's supposed to be like some spiritual and physical cleanse at the same time. Uh, I did ayahuasca, which is uh -huh. a, a heavy uh, hallucinogen where you drink this tea and then it lasts for about six hours. And it just, I mean, mind opening. 
I don't know if it did anything for my physical healing, but <laughs> it was a, it was a very uh, unique experience. Um, oh, I tried light therapy. I was going to a light therapy place here in Southern California where they would, uh, they would do patches on my head with this light gun. And then I'd stand in a booth and I would do that two to three times a week. Um, acupuncture did acupuncture Chinese medicine. I did, I was doing massages like three days, uh, three days a week where I was just having like dig into my muscles and try and work out everything. Um, chiropractor, uh, I was doing grounding. So in the summer months of 2019, 2020, I would walk on the beach for two hours every day after work in the shortest shorts possible, just soaking up as much sun. <laughs> um, and I'd listen to audiobooks to try and keep my, my head straight. Um, I was taking, let's see, what else? Well, there's sun Sing. gazing as well. Was that right? Sun gazing. Yes. I would stare at the sun. I worked my way up to 30 minutes where I could, uh, stare directly at the sun at the, the last 30 minutes of the day, the sun rays are the, 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 the safest at that point. And you can actually look and build up a tolerance into by staring at the sun and you can absorb calor calories, vitamin D and, and really charge up your body. Uh, going back to the grounding, I bought a, a grounding sheet. So it covers my whole mattress and I plug it into my outlet and it's grounded. Uh -huh. And, uh, so I would sleep on that every night. I, when my, um, I changed, I, so I read somewhere that like led lights are like, not good. Like you won't, you don't want blue light. You want soft, like orange tone lights. So I went to the store and I bought every incandescent or iridescent, whatever light bulb, incandescent light bulb that looked like a, like a, like a flame. And I changed every light bulb in my entire house. <laughs> it looked like a dungeon in here, but it made me feel like, oh, well, I'm not exposed to blue light. I'm good. So I tried that. I went solo camping one time and I was like, went off the grid, like out in the middle of the boonies and uh, was like, I can't make it because I just wanted to soak up the sun. I was like, I got to be in nature. Uh, whew, I tried exercising diligently, running every single day, uh, using THC and CBD um, edibles to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, I tried smoking marijuana every night to go to sleep uh and just to like not feel the pain uh and I, of all the things that you try and i love this because i in you i hear everything about me and like i am like just desperate it's like oh maybe i tried this or maybe i tried that but like what is what what can expedite my healing or what could be the secret key to just get me through this um you know was was there anything that you'd say actually looking back actually that probably did you know, you know, it could speediate my healing or actually just really supported my mental health that you think would be valuable to anybody else listening. So I'm still, I'm still a firm believer that that food is medicine and uh, how much you eat and when you eat is very, very important. I, I still follow um, a pretty restricted uh, uh, dietary plan, I guess. Um, so I, I am, I, yeah, I think food is one of the, the things that has uh, made my journey as, I guess, as easy as it is. I mean, I've, I've definitely seen people suffer a lot worse than I have. Um, and I feel like my, my journey has been, I mean, it's, that's it, kind of weird to say, but like, I feel like it could have been worse for me. 
And I feel like my food and, and discipline there has really helped me along. Uh, I do think trying to squeeze in as much exercise absolutely helped me. Um, I don't, uh, yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard to tell because a lot of these things like you try once and it's not really like, it's hard to tell if it worked. Um, it's hard to tell if it really uh, has a long-term effect or a short-term relief. Um, so it was really difficult. Uh, I think whatever you're going to try, I think you need to stick with it for a, a good amount of time before you cut it out or determine that it doesn't work. Um, I probably did not give all of my options that I tried a valiant effort to really get some proper like data if it helps or not. Did you do anything? The cambo, the cambo definitely didn't work. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I, I couldn't physically tell a difference from the acupuncture. Um, I did celery juice religiously for about a year and a half. And uh, although internally, I think if my body appreciated it, I couldn't really physically tell if it was helping my skin, but I could feel my body operating better on, on the inside. Uh I mean, I loved your videos around the medical medium. I think it was a liver detox salad. You did like a, an oh, overview yeah. of kind of like all the bits and pieces that went into that. And do you still, you know, obviously exercise and good diet is a really core cool part of who you are, Luke, um, which is super inspiring seeing that in your workout videos and stuff like that. Um, and would you, you know, are you still continuing with the medical medium diet now? Is that kind of a staple of your recovery continuing? So I've kind of back like... I kind of backed off the medical medium uh, protocol, like as religiously as I was doing it before. Um, just pretty much out of pure exhaustion, to be honest. Uh, it's a lot of work to juice celery every yeah. day, to go and buy those fresh ingredients and chop them up, put them in a salad, make sure you're bringing it with you. Um, then friends invite you out to dinner and then your salads get backed up in the fridge. You didn't eat two of them and then they have to throw them away because they go bad. Um, and you always have to be that guy who's like, oh, I brought my own food. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, and so, I, I, yeah, it just, I just kind of got exhausted a little bit. And I just felt like I needed a little bit of a break. And I heard some things about like the carnivore diet. So um, I had reached a point where it's was like, I did this long enough where I feel like I know the, the outcome. So I think it's time to open my mind and uh, look at other options uh, that may be better. Mm. Uh, I don't want to ever put myself into like a position where it's just like, it's, it's only what I see. I, I do think that there's a, there's, there's other options out there. And sometimes like, as we grow and as we heal, we, we achieve a different level of need. And so maybe those nutrients yeah. got me here, but they're not going to get me to where I need to be. So maybe I need to open it up to something different. Yeah. Yeah. That resonates with me a lot. And like, I guess there's a, um, you know, diet completely agree with when we I mean I think in our healing journeys you know we're so desperate to find that answer sometimes that you know across the many different things we can try there's also an element of vulnerability let me try and get that word out vulnerability um and did you feel that a little bit you know like as you go from acupuncture to naturopathy to you know reaching out to find the answer did you feel that actually you were more easy to take advantage of because you wanted the answer and to support your health absolutely there's so many times where i just felt like 
people were allowing me to set up appointments and keep coming back and like, oh yeah, we're helping you. We're going to help you. We're going to help you. And you just don't see any progress. And you're like, I've paid you thousands of dollars. What are you actually doing? Like, you, like, you know, and it's like, it, you, you, it, yeah, it was a mental struggle for me to figure like what, like to try and really accurately figure out who's actually helping you and who's just taking your money under the, under the, the disguise of health and, you know, medical advice and all that. So it was, it, it was, it's challenging. Yeah. You're so desperate in TSW that you just want anything to work. So I went out and tried everything. Um, and a lot of people have the best intentions and want to help and want to offer, but they may not know exactly mm -hmm. what they're actually helping. Mm -hmm. Uh, this like just, just literally four days, three days ago, I was at the paint store and, uh, I bought this, I bought this paint. I just painted my wall black, by the way. You That's can see cool. that. <laughs> I painted that wall black and the guy at the counter is charging me, gives me my receipt. And then he turns his phone around on the counter and slides his phone over to me. And there's a picture on his phone of uh, a face wash from Trader Joe's, which is a grocery store out here. And he goes, Hey, he's like, my skin has done that before too. You should use this. It'll fix it right up. And I looked at him and I was just like, fuck you <laughs> like thanks like i, I want to rip his head off a little bit like yeah. like dude you, you don't you don't know what i'm dealing with i get that it looks like what you may have gone through or you know peeling skin whatever but like you know and so like it kind of gave me a, it, i had to take a moment because like i i had to realize like he had the best intention and he really genuinely wanted to help and he only did it the only way he knows how um, you know, and, and, and us in TSW, we can kind of get a little, we can kind of get a little brutal with, uh, when people try and offer unsolicited advice because we get it so often, so often, so often, but this guy had no idea. The doctor who has never seen this before or dealt with it or heard of it had no idea. She's just doing the best she could. And so I had to learn how to extend a level of grace to everyone who was trying to help because they genuinely believe they could even though they just let me keep coming back and paying money and they're, they're trying to figure it out with me. It just, you know, it kind of stings that you have to pay to for somebody else to figure it out. So yeah, it was definitely a twist in my head to try and uh, offer grace to the, the, the lovely professionals and like homeopaths and everybody that I work with to, to, who wanted to help. Um, and just, uh, yeah. Is there anyone Justify. that you're still seeing from that original journey? Anybody that you're like, actually, this has been really helpful, whether it's from physical healing or simply from, from kind of mental support? Currently, no. Um, I did set up an appointment with my naturopathic doctor for February 8th. She's booked three months in advance. So I, I booked that a couple of months ago just to get on her schedule. So February 8th is the first time I'm going to go be go, going back to a doctor uh, and this was the one that I left two and a half years ago. So it'll be almost three years to the, like, it'll be two years and 11 months since I've seen her. Um, I was working with a doctor out in New Jersey in, in the interim, uh, but he was more of like an energy doctor. So he was helping me like work through energy. Like he'd send me a body scanner and we'd scan at my energy. And so he would like, I would have anger, but it would be in my stomach. 
And so he'd help release that or like I'd have like we'd work where the anger was being centralized. Um, so we were doing he was doing that and he was more like therapy. Like he was having me dive into my childhood and like I had to ask my mom like, hey, mom, was, was my birth like stressful? Was it peaceful? Like what happened when I was born? Like trying to figure out that like what's my first introduction to the world? You know, so we were diving deep into the mind, the psyche and all that. He never really prescribed me any medication or anything. Mm -hmm. He was all. It was more, yeah. Like nervous system healing in a way. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. So I haven't really worked with a doctor since then. So it's been over a year though. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting you say that because I, I think <clears throat> the most powerful thing I've tried so far is working with a psychotherapist. So really delving into, you know, what, what my childhood was like. And, you know, from my perspective, I was like, yeah, I've had a really good childhood, you know, I had a loving mom, dad. But actually, as we've dug into it, there's a lot of stuff that actually has ended up resulting in, uh, for example, maladaptive coping strategies. So when I'm a little bit stressed, when I'm under pressure, I will instantly scratch my arm. And I won't notice I'm doing it, but it's almost it's self-soothing because it cre releases um, uh, like a, a serotonin effect, which soothes me. It's like, um, you know, self-harm, basically. And I've done that since I was three and, and, and it's working through, well, why am I doing that? What created that? And just being more aware of these things and kind of doing a lot of trauma release exercises. So working with a Shakti mat and getting my nervous system to relax more and um, doing trauma release after yoga and just letting my body shake. Which, you know, I mean, I'm a skeptical Brit. So all of this stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, I give it a go. But actually I feel a lot more balanced and you know, I'm, I think that for me has been the most helpful thing to just help me feel more in control um, of what's happening. Yeah. And I do think that when you do get like that mental level of clarity and understanding of how your physical habits um, are also coupled in the way your body presents itself, like, like you said, like you, you, you got nervous. So you started itching. And then, you know, for me, like he pointed out, like, he's like, what were you trying? Your skin was trying to communicate something to you when you first noticed a red spot on your knee. And what was your first reaction to suppress it? What other things are you suppressing in your life? You suppress everything on your skin with topical steroids. You just want it to go back in. It doesn't go away. You're not dealing with it. You're not processing it. You're just pushing it back in. So you have compacted all of this trauma that your skin has been trying to release that your body has been trying to release. And like, that kind of took me a while to digest and really understand, but, um, it, it, it kind of blew my mind. Like, what am I suppressing emotionally, mm. uh, mentally? Like, uh, am I scared to present myself as I am to the world? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I got to make myself perfect. I got to mold yeah. myself these topical steroids to fit into this look or this perfect perception of what we're supposed to be. Uh, <clears throat> and then when you stop using steroids, you're literally peeling layers and layers and layers away. And like, it was eye opening for me to realize that my old self, the person that my body has been trying to shed its layers before in what we call eczema, but I, compress it made try to 
suppress it with steroids. But now it's like, I don't have that option. So now my body is literally just peeling, peeling, peeling yeah. the old layers away. Yeah. And so that was a huge, huge shift for me when he, when we kind of stumbled upon that to realize that I'm going through this for a reason. I don't necessarily want to be here. I don't necessarily, I didn't uh, know that this existed, but I'm here and I don't necessarily want this to be part of my story, but it is. And I have to understand why. And if I don't understand why, then I'm, I feel like I'm missing the point of yeah, life. I hate, um, yeah. That's I've a... experienced highs and I've experienced extreme lows, but if you don't understand what they, they're there for, you know, like uh, for me, I just, I have to understand why and I'm going through this and what's going on in my body. Like, it's just like a thing that I, I need to know. Yeah. I hear that, you know, there's an amazing book by um, Gabor Mate, which is when the body says no. And it is Ooh. about, um, it's a lot about kind of um, autoimmune diseases and your body pushing back because you've suppressed the messages it's trying to tell you, or you've, um, for example, so a big thing in me is I'm not fight or flight. I'm always appeased. So if someone's getting upset or I'm in a frightening situation, I will always try and make sure that people are appeased and they're happy. Um, and as a consequence, it comes out in my nervous system. Um, and the book is really about acceptance um, and sitting with that feeling rather than suppressing it and letting that come out in different ways. Um, because it has a toxic impact if you keep it internal. Yep. So talk, talk to me, um, Luke, about mental health and trauma. I mean, it's a huge part of TSW. Um, and I think, you know, um, I think the trauma sometimes is underestimated. And there's a, a video you did when you were seven months into recovery. And that, I, I mean, it brought me to tears, but there's a line you say where it was like, I'm starting to lose track of who I am and what is TSW and I'm disgusted with myself. And before that, all your videos were positive and upbeat and you were putting out an amazing message. And that video, I felt like I just wanted to give you a hug because everything you were saying, I felt too. Um, yeah, talk to me about that because obviously that was a real low point then. Yeah, like... <laughs> I, uh, starting that journey month seven or month eight, that was like the worst that I had experienced, um, until like from starting to that point. And there's just so, there's so much that you, there's so many levels to TSW in a mental capacity that you, it's, it's really hard to keep it straight because one, you, you have to, you have to, you have to think about your appearance, right? Am I going to look like this always? And that's just a strictly like visual thing. So when you go out in public, that's always on your mind. Then the other one is how your skin feels. This is painful. Like, I feel like I'm on fire all the time. I feel like I, someone's got a blowtorch to every inch of my skin. And then they're, they're like, I itch all the time. And so there's a physical feel to it, but then there's that, that sensation that you want to itch down to the nerve. So then you like, you look and you're like, I'm literally clawing at my body. I'm tearing my body apart. And then not knowing what it is really <clears throat> not knowing why it's happening. Like all those levels get real heavy, really quick. And 
to just wake up in pain and be in pain all day, it makes you not want to wake up anymore. You just want to sleep. And then when you realize you can't sleep it away, you just don't want to experience it anymore. And then there's a heaviness to that where it's like, I, I mean, I, I mean, I love life, but when you wake up in a fire and you're scratching and itching and angry and you don't get why it's going on, like you re I reached a point where I didn't want to experience it anymore. I figured, you know what? There, there's another side. Maybe that other side is better than this. Let's go there. I'm cause I'm done with this shit. I'm sorry, but like it's seven months. Like I don't, you know, and everyone's saying three, four years and you think, okay, I'm only seven months into this thing. And everyone's saying, Oh, you know, give it a couple of years. You know, and I, I was pretty, I was pretty gung ho that I was going to fix this in six months. So when I hit seven months, that was a huge mental like kick for me. And I was like, man, I, I, I lost a lot of gas. Uh, but yeah, it, it took, it takes you to a very dark place because of all those different elements to it. Um, you're, you're, you're not in control of your hormones either. So I, uh, I had a lot of people tell me that I, I was kind of a jerk because I was just in pain and, and people bless their heart wanted to come and help me, but I didn't even have the attention span or energy to even look at them and go, please just let me do it. Like I couldn't even respond because my body was using all of its energy to flake skin. I'm trying not to itch. I'm trying to sit still and not, oh, I feel the itch, but I don't want to. And I just came off as like a, 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 a kind of a dickhead you know, because I'm just so, I couldn't focus on anything else and people wanted to come get my attention. I couldn't even give it. So uh, I drove a lot of people away. Then there's that element. And then it's because of TSW and you just, you, it just all compounds. So it's like, at the end of the day, you start looking like the world is laying on top of you and it, it doesn't feel good because you're on fire. You can't even lift the world off because, you know, you, you, you can only focus on your skin and your pain. And so, yeah, I mean, you mentioned, uh, yeah, I mean, suicidal definitely. Yeah. It, it's kind of, it's hard. It's hard to articulate. Cause it wasn't like, I'm just so mad at the world. I need to, I'm, I'm going to take my own life. It was, I think that if I died, it might be better like to experience death and experience what is put possibly on the other side. Cause it's probably better than this. Cause I think hell uh, might be, you know, better than TSW, you know? <laughs> so that's so how I was like, if, if hell's the worst I'm going to get, then you know what? It might be a vacation from this because this is bullshit. And did, did you get help during that time? Kind of how did you shift out of that, that feeling? Did you have any psychological support? Uh, I don't think, no, I, I don't think I did. Um, to get myself out of that, I, 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 I had a harsh realization that, you know what, I, I'm at the bottom. There's, I can't get any lower mentally. So what now am I going to stay here? Cause this sucks. Like I, I've, I, I've been positive and I've, I've also been, you know, negative about this, but nobody's coming to save me. This is my responsibility. This is my life. 
you know, I, we all want somebody to come and help us and pull us out of this thing, but that's just not, that's not possible. <clears throat> so I just had a realization that, you know what, this is, this is in my hands and you know what, uh, I can't change the way my body feels. I can't change the way my body looks, but I can change the way that I view it. And so I just started to choose like more of a positive perspective and just always look, look to the brighter side of things, I guess. Um, and just say, I'm just, this is what you have to do. You just have to do that. You're going to claw your way out of this. You, you got yourself here to the bottom. You can get yourself out and there's no lower you can go. So you might as well go up. Um, and so that, that, uh, was what got me out of it, I guess. is just that realization that, you know what, you're here, deal with it and, uh, deal with it with a good attitude. Yeah. Acceptance is a huge part of it, isn't it? It's like, God, this is this is this is yeah. how my skin is right now and as much as I want it to be different it, it isn't and can I can I sit with that um can I sit with that feeling um and that it, how, how do you deal with it now like how are you mentally now with your journey and kind of your recovery yeah like I said this this flare has been pretty pretty tough on me uh I guess the way that I, I, I deal with it now is I just tend to get busy. Um, I, I just try and I, I try and put TSW on the very bottom of my totem pole and I try not to give it a lot of attention. It does creep in there. And, um, you know, just with the constant feel, like I, you know, I try not to move. And so, uh, that that's challenging, especially with like how active I like to be, but, uh, I just try, yeah, try not to give it as much attention as possible. Um, and then I try and just conserve, conserve uh, as much of my energy. Like I've put healing as like the, on the highest pedestal. And like I said, it's just exhausting. And so I'm mm-hmm. at this weird place right now where I'm kind of like exhausted and I'm tired of trying all these different things. Like I'm at this point where it's just like, just get through your day, just deal with it. Um, just let time go by um, and just keep doing the things that you know work and just wait it out, I guess. So I'm just, I'm, like I said, I just get busy. I'm just kind of trudging along at this moment. Um, and I'm just ex- uh, exhausted of, mm. of trying all those things. And I'm just, just trying to stick to a good routine. Yeah. Are you still doing the no showering? How, because I know yeah. you, I, you did 150 days was the last update I saw about that. So where are we at now? <laughs> so in 2020, I showered twice. Amazing. Oh my <laughs> God. Like, that's that's epic. I showered, uh, I think it was uh, March 8th because I was going to a wedding and uh, December 14th, I think were the two showers that I did because I was going to a Christmas party. Uh, both of them were mistakes. I should not have showered. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I, right now I've, I've in 2021, I, I've only showered maybe like a handful of times, probably less than 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I average maybe one shower a month. Yeah. If that. It is. It's bonkers, isn't it? When you think back to, you know, how we're educated in, oh, you have like two washes a day and then you apply lots of moisturizer to yourself. And then actually the realization that your skin is fine. It's absolutely fine. It will take care of itself. Yes, cleanliness is obviously, you know, really important, but, you know, we don't need to apply all this shit to our skin all the time. We don't need to have like showers constantly your skin will take care of itself a bit like your hair will naturally clean itself um but we've yeah. all just been indoctrinated into spending lots of money into you know the system which ultimately isn't isn't taking care of us absolutely and, and i like for me like i said I, I 
I just love to experiment and I love to observe. And I just stopped showering and I started paying attention. Like, does my body smell? Okay. No. Um, does my body look any, look dirty? No. Like, is my body cleaning itself? Like I just noticed like, and my philosophy was like, my skin's flaking all the layers of skin off anyway. So what was ever was on my skin yesterday, whether it was dirt or oil or whatever, it's gone. is gone <laughs> and the next day because my skin just flaked it off. It's new skin all the time. My yeah. room is a mess, but my body's fine. And I, I have a couple of close friends that I hug when I go to work. <laughs> and then uh, I ask them, like, hey, if I ever smell, if I ever give off any odor or any dirty vibe, please tell me. And to this day, nobody said anything. And some people have actually been like, Dude, it's kind of annoying, like how you don't smell. And I shower every day and I've got to put deodorant on and all this stuff. And <clears throat> I smell that. It, so it's, yeah, I, I love it. I, I, like you said, I, we have to unlearn a lot of things. And I've, I've done that just by observation and what works for me, not showering, limiting certain foods and all those things. And I noticed that when I eat certain foods, I will give off a different odor, not necessarily bad, but I know that when I eat a bunch, like if dairy slips into my diet, I smell a certain way. If meat slips into my diet, I, I smell a certain type of way. Um, and I feel a different type of way because I've been so strict mm. and I've been able to create a new baseline with my diet that when I add something else in, I can instantly tell, wow, I have more energy, but I smell different or, oh, I sleep better, but I'm a little more aggressive. Um, and I, I just notice all those different things. It's a fascinating learning journey, isn't it? When you become really intuitive into your health and you're yeah. monitoring those things that the stuff I've learned, it has been mind blowing. And I'm like, wow, actually, although obviously I would never wish TSW on anybody and myself included. I'm like, oh, it's made me bother to really learn the minutiae of my health. Wouldn't it be cool if like doctors could just go through TSW for one week? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, just I one week. <laughs> every dermatologist has to go through TSW training and it's one week long and we're going to show you exactly what it feels like. I bet you, I bet you would get funding so fast. Yeah. When you hear like that. You know what I love? There's a particular line in your rap uh, song, which is about um, if it's okay for me, you apply the cream to yourself, basically. And it's like, I'm just like, yes, yes, exactly. So let's talk about the rap video. I mean, incredible, like mind blown. I've listened to it so many times and I just feel like it's my anthem personally. I'm like, yes, yes, you're singing everything I feel. Where did that come about? And obviously music is a big thing for you. So yeah, what kind of inspired the video? Oh, wow. So um, it all started with the itch factor. Like I was just chatting with Lynette and uh, Sean and Seth, and we were just coming up with ideas and we came up with the itch factor and they were like, yeah, we're going to do this. And like, I was like, cool, let's go do it. Have fun. And uh, I had done music in like way, way back in the past, like 2007, 2008, 2009, but I haven't really played since. And uh Lynette was like bugging me. She's like, Luke, like, are you going to do something? And so I ended up doing that Sean Mendez song, the first like acoustic song that I did. And then uh, that went over pretty well. I just recorded that in my living room in like two days. I was like, that was kind of fun. I really enjoyed that. Uh, it brought back like a, a 
something that I could do that brought me joy while I was in TSW because I'm, I'm, I like to ride bikes and motorcycles and I can't do that in TSW because I get itchy and it hurts and all that stuff. So the music was something I could do. Then uh, Itch Factor 2 came out and uh, they needed a, another they needed another act. And I was like, oh boy, what am I going to do? Um, and the rap came about where, as I was like, just listen, I listen to music all the time. And I heard one song and I was like, oh man, that, that. and I started just like kind of ad-libbing the chorus. And I was like, that's kind of cool. So I tr- tried to find a karaoke track of it. I went home and I couldn't sleep over Christmas. I think it was Christmas, 2019. Um, and I couldn't sleep. <laughs> and I put the uh, karaoke track on my phone and I was like, well, if I can't sleep, I might as well start rapping and just having some fun. So I have my headphones in, have my phone, I'm laying in bed. I'm just like rapping. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. I'd write that down. Oh, I rap again. That sounds good. I wrote that song in two nights and uh, I woke up like Christmas day. I'm showing my, showing my family. I'm like, Hey, what do you guys think of this? And they're all looked at me like, Luke, you rap. Like I've never rapped before in my life. And uh, they were all like, wow, this is pretty good. I was like, the, the flow is good. The words are good. Like it kind of, it, you know, it captures your anger a little bit. And I was like, well, good. Uh, and so then I decided to go record it and it came out really, really good. And uh, you know, with TSW, like everyone who is in TSW hears the lyrics. They're like, yes, we, we, we feel that. But I needed to like, put it in a video so like we found uh we found uh through the tsw community we found this guy braxton to help shoot the video but shooting a video is expensive and it uh the video came out great i love the video but like my vision was like arguing with a doctor and a doctor like you know giving more steroids and then like showing like over time it's just the same process like trying to capture that cycle but you know it came down to budget but uh, yeah, I've got one more song that's like a more of a rock heavy metal song that's coming out soon. I just, I want, I, I'm so stubborn. I don't want to release it without the video and I don't have a button <laughs> for the video yet, but it's called Itchier and it's a heavy metal like rock song. So it's not like screaming, but like it's like good singing and it's about um, how intense the itchiness gets. And so it's like, I'm feeling itchier. Uh, despite my self-control and I, I, I that's I think that's one of my favorite songs I've worked on but the rap the rap was so much fun and uh, I still go back and listen to it watch it and I go it's epic I'm proud of that it's epic I love particularly that was that I used to be a pacifist now I'm an activist I'm like yes <laughs> it's so good so look thank you on behalf of me for releasing that because I'm just like oh my god this is so freaking cool and I almost, you know, there's moments where I'm with my dermatologist and I just want to play it to be like, this community <laughs> has traction and there are thousands of us and you guys need to yeah. listen because we're fucking angry, right? Well, I'm so excited to hear the next song. So yeah, I'll hold on for that. When are you thinking that might be released? Uh, well, uh, I might release the song real soon um, and then just try and figure out the video later. Uh, so it could possibly be in January. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> and also in January, so there's um, a documentary coming out, right? That you featured. Yeah. Which yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. incredible. So uh, how did that come about? Yeah. So I, the this documentary company reached out and uh, wanted to chat and just kind of hear my story and see if I'd be a good candidate to interview. Um, they determined that, that we would make a good fit. And um, 
Yeah, it was really, it was a really cool experience. They came down here. We shot it all in uh, one afternoon. It just took about four, four and a half hours for them to set up, uh, ask me the questions. Uh, it was just one run, one run through. Um, it, it seems that that documentary came to existence because the, the, the owner of the film company plays golf with Dr. Rappaport. Oh, no way. And, yeah. And so they were just talking and, and they discovered that, you know, he was a filmmaker and he was dealing with TSW. And he's like, man, if you could do a documentary about TSW, that would just like really help the cause, you know, because um, not a lot of people are trying to figure out the problem of TSW. They're just like, oh, they're, they're contributing to the problem, but they're not trying to fix it. So uh, that's how that birthed. And then, you know, um, I forget the owner's name of the PCH films, but he started looking into it. And he goes, man, this is a big problem. So he reached out to as many people as he could, started uh, interviewing us. And uh, I didn't realize that they were going to interview so many uh, dermatologists and doctors. Uh, but on that little preview, they have quite a few doctors. Um, and I've seen the whole documentary myself. Um, and it, 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 it does a fantastic job capturing the majority of the TSW experience and also getting feedback and uh, uh, the medical professional side of it as well. Um, Cause awesome. they are aware of it, uh, but I just don't think they don't know what to do with it. And, and medical professionals aren't necessarily uh, trying to figure things out. They're just trying to do their job and their job is what they've been trained. And so uh, I don't know. I, I, I hope it spreads a lot of awareness within the medical um, industry more so than the TSW. Because I know the TSW people are like, yes, we got a documentary. Let's 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 share it. But like, I really hope that it, it does uh, capture the attention and penetrate the minds of the doctors and dermatologists and, and people who are actually prescribing and contributing to TSW. Mm -hmm. That's my hope. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. I cannot wait to see it. Um, yeah, just the more and more things that are happening in the community. It's just really exciting, right? It's like one day we will tip that scale. I mean, I've written to the British Dermatology Association to see if we can contribute to an article to educate dermatologists and GPs in the UK immediately knocked back. They were like, no, no, you know, you might have to work with researchers. Like, you, I, I feel like it's like, guys, you need to be on the right side of this in history. So you need to start educating, even if you don't know all the answers yet, let's start acknowledging it as much as possible. And, um, and hopefully things like this, the documentary will start turning that tide a little bit more. So, so Luke, you know, you're one of the most sort of dynamic, vibrant voices in the community. Your Instagram is incredible. Every time you come out with a little live story, it's really positive. I love the, the most recent one where you're like, okay guys, you know, don't itch, don't scratch. I, I'm joking, do what you need to do. Just cracked me up because I absolutely love that. Um, but how do you kind of balance giving your energy, but also drawing boundaries with how you interact with the community? Yeah, uh, ooh, good question. Um, so recently I have not been as in, uh, involved with Instagram and I, I don't check it as often. Um, when I have something to say, I just get on there and post it. I don't second guess it. Um, and then I just kind of just go back, go back to like life. Like I, uh, I've definitely leaned on the TSW community in the hard times where it's like, you know, you are, you know, 
wanting to support others and you're wanting to encourage others and then you're also wanting to contribute and and you want you're wanting to stay in the know you know oh are they doing good wow okay great let's let's just let them know we're thinking about them or uh like is somebody struggling like uh, you know being as plugged in as possible um but then it just like i don't know just it's a social media thing as well but like i just feel unplugged from life so I'm like, I'm plugged into the community, I'm plugged into social media, but I'm, I'm missing, missing real life out here. So it's like, you know, going back and forth, you know, I know, I know a lot of people will take like a full on break to be like, bye, I'm not going to be here for two months. I'm going to, um, I'm going to take a break. Um, and I definitely understand that because it, it gets, it gets heavy. You know, there's a lot of people uh, messaging, asking for advice. And, and I've kind of stopped uh, trying to give so much direct advice because I've, I've just come to realize that it's just so specific and uh, you know, one thing will work for nine people, but then that 10th person is pissed off because it didn't work. And so I tried to just kind of back off of offering help to anyone. I would just point them and, and to, to learn, learn their own body and, you know, take, get, empower them and give them authority rather than giving them a solution that worked for me might not work for them. But yeah, going back to the balance is uh, currently, uh, yeah, when I feel like I have something to offer, I, I jump on and went in it. And otherwise I just, uh, I, I've kind of been keeping my distance, mm-hmm. not intentionally. It's just, it's just happened to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I was speaking to Louise King the other day and um, she said she almost feels a bit like she's carried the torch. And now she's passing it over. And for a long time, she was a real vocal person in the community, which which she still is to an extent, but she's ready to pass it on now. And I think that that stands for a lot of our stories, right? It's like, actually, yeah, you're really active, really active. And then it's, I can't need to step away for a period of time. So yeah, I yeah. get that. Luke, what would be your best bit of advice for someone coming into the early days of TSW? don't do it <laughs> coming into the early like, like explain that like they just started tsw yeah yeah so they found out they're you know they have topical steroid addiction they want to come off steroids and they're just in the early days of their journey my advice would be be where your feet are and be present in the moment um you're gonna want you're going to want to be healed. You're going to want to be somewhere else. You're going to be want, you're going to want to be out of your body all the time. And when your mind is somewhere else in the future, Oh, I, you know, or in the past, like, Oh, my skin was so great before. Um, I personally think that that makes things worse. Uh, explore. I would, I would say, like I said, be present, be where your feet are, be in your body and in the moment and explore how much pain you can take, to be honest. Um, we have gotten so comfortable in our lives. Um, I've, I've learned to embrace struggle and embrace uncomfortability. And it's been very uh, helpful because it's just pain. Okay, well, okay, it's just itchiness. All right, but if you don't wanna be itchy, then that itch is like the worst thing ever. But if it's just itchiness, and okay, well, that hurts. Uh, if I itch harder, that hurts, but well, okay. Well, like, I don't know. There, there's a, there's a realism there for me. 
where I'm just in the moment and it's like, okay, well, it's just pain. Well, can I bend my legs? Yes, it hurts. But can I do it again? Yes, I technically can. Like I can deal with it. Be present, be in the moment and be in your body and try not to live in the past or in the future or hope too much. Have a good out- outlook, but realize that it's just a moment. Yeah. Yeah. It comes to acceptance again, right? The other side of it is like somebody who's just starting. Um, it's hard to articulate because they don't know what they're up against, but I would also, I would also try to advise anyone who's just starting that, you know, you, whatever this means to them, but they need to get prepared for the fight of their life. This is probably one of the most difficult things they'll ever go through physically and mentally, I would say. Um, There are some hard things that we go through in life, but like this, this just, it gets you from both ends. And um, anybody starting needs to be prepared for the worst. Yeah. Yep. I completely and, agree. And have a plan to get yourself out of the dark times, whether you go there or not, I don't know, but have a plan of what, like, what's your lifeline, you know, is, is, do you have a buddy that can call you if you haven't shown up for five days on social or, you know, it, do you have a support system, uh, you know, kind of, kind of build your support system and have a fail safe, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. I mean, I was super fortunate to have that psychotherapist, which, you know, was a lifeline for me. But I don't think I ever going into this thought I would need that. Um, okay, cool. So, so final question, because um, I've taken lots of your time today, and I'm really, really grateful, but sort of reflecting back on your recovery today, kind of with the benefit of hindsight, is there anything that you would have done differently? That's a really good question. And I thought about this all night. Um, The only thing that I can honestly come up with is that I would have tracked everything so much better. Uh, Tracked what food I was eating, tracked um, like the the hours I went to sleep, uh, tracked um, through photos and, and through journal like entries each day so that I can go back and tell you on such and such a day, this is what I was feeling. This is what I ate. This is what, how much I slept. Um, because just scrolling through the pictures the other night, looking at when I flared, like there were patterns and I would have tracked it so that I could have put that data out there and looked at my journey. And I think it would have helped me understand why I flare at this time, looking through the whole journal entries or the photos or um, the video vlogs or whatever, but um, whether you post it or not track, that's what I would have done differently. I would have tracked everything. I can't say that I would have, uh, yeah, I was, I was going to, I was thinking like maybe I would have taken time off of work, but uh, work actually was like something that helped get me through it. Like it forced me to be in front of people. It forced me to have something to do that day. Otherwise, I think I would have been uh, much more uh, in a dark place if I was just at home alone all the time in bed, just trying to deal with this thing because I still didn't quite know what it was in the beginning, um, even though I knew the word TSW. Uh, I don't know. I think tracking it would be the only thing different. Everything else, I, I, I don't have any regrets of how I tried uh, to deal with this. 
I probably would have not offered as much advice on, um, on Instagram the first year. The mm-hmm. first year, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get through this. This is going to work. It definitely is going to work for you. Try it. And I think I think I was a little naive. So <laughs> I would have uh, uh, maybe taken a little more humble pie and uh, dealt with it on my own and kept, you know, just shared what I was going through rather than offer uh, a solution for others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And like, is there anything, you know, that you would, as a resource for listeners that you'd say, check this out, that's helped me, or where would you point people looking for advice now? Point them right here. They need to look inside themselves. I, I think I think that most of the answers and epiphanies that I've had have come from within. And uh, I think this is a perfect opportunity that life is giving each one of us to be truly in our body. Like, you know, we feel our body all the time, the fire, the heat, the itchiness. Uh, and I would just encourage everyone to listen to their, their, their inner guidance system or that inner voice that maybe they haven't heard in a long time, because I think that it probably told us all to stop using steroids a lot sooner than we actually did. We just weren't listening. Um, so getting back in touch with that intuition and that, that inner voice is probably where most of your, uh, real answers would come from, from my experience. Um, and yeah, cause I mean, each person has, each person has their own life experience and their own history and, and no doctor will ever be able to figure it out. No friend will ever be able to, uh, fully reflect everything back to you. Um, you know, only we can do that for ourselves. And, um, you know, what good does it do me to have all of the book knowledge about TSW and what it does to my body and all these things like it? Yeah, I can go there, but I still have to determine what I'm going to do with it and how it applies to me. And I feel like me getting connected with myself has just been the, the best, um, answer giver or guide Mm. uh Mm -hmm. for me specifically in my journey and how I deal with it yeah that was I think that's an amazing place for us to leave it today um I guess we got a final question kind of what's next for you what's what's next on your journey not only with TSW but you on social media and obviously got documentary and new music coming out anything else next for you yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, I've said, I love the end of the year. So 2021 was great. Uh, so in 2021, I, I invested heavily into an entrepreneurial, uh, business development program. And, uh, it was one of the greatest things that happened to me. It cost a lot of money to invest into it, but, um, it gave me purpose again. And it, and it helped me realize that, you know what, there's life outside of TSW. TSW has been at the top of my totem pole and it's been my number one priority for a long enough that I don't want to give it that much attention anymore. Um, and so I am actively trying to put TSW at the bottom and put other things up top and I'm really focusing on impact and going through this program, uh, this development program, it really, it really challenged me in a physical way, uh, with my relationships, with my friends and family and loved ones, um, with my own mental clarity. And then also with my, my finance. And it just, it put me, it gave me purpose again. Uh, and that purpose is 
realizing what I have to offer this world. And it's more than just trying on clothes and doing fixing a zipper or making sure a button works properly and making sure a sleeve's not too short. Like I have more to offer this world than just fit feedback. And so in 2022, my goal is to lean heavily into uh, personal coaching for men uh, in their business and their personal life. So I work with a company called The Program and we have a one year, one year uh, membership where we focus on four pillars for all male entrepreneurs who are husbands and fathers. Um, and own their own own business. And we focus on their fitness, we focus on their their focus or their mindset, and then we focus on their family or relationships, and then we focus on their finance last because we we we've got to help them identify the potential that they have and get rid of the stories that are limiting that. So many of us have stories that limit our own potential. We don't believe we're worth it. We don't believe we're capable or we, we came from this. So therefore we can only achieve that. None of that is true. So uh, I've seen uh, the work being done within me and I still continue to do the work. That's what we call it. But um, yeah, going to men's coaching and uh, helping entrepreneurs show up better for their business, become better leaders, become better fathers, become better men amazing oh my god that sounds fantastic and where where can people find out more about that and more about you and and all the good stuff Uh, so right now uh all that men's coaching stuff is you can find that on reprogrameverything.com and uh we have uh four events that we do each year so they're like um like it's a three-day event guys come to we show them uh where they're at in life and then what uh, is possible. And we, 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 we take them through a few evolutions in that weekend. And then if they want to sign up, that's uh, great there. And then if they want to find me, they can just DM me through uh, Instagram on Luke Jacobsma. Amazing. Um, send me a message. Amazing. Thank you so much, Luke. It's been incredible talking to you today. You're really inspirational and yeah, I'm really energized by your story. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. And thank you for doing this. I love, I love, I love the TSW podcast and getting the word out and uh, just people who are passionate about sharing and growing and learning and, and again, just being here. Like this is, we didn't want to be in TSW, but we're here. So we're making the best of it. And I, I think that, I think that that goes so far. So thank you. If that's how you choose to live, how do you sleep at night? You tell me that you care, but you don't do what's right. How you gonna lie like that? How you gonna prescribe like that? All my reflection makes me feel so damn disgusting inside As my perspective runs away from all the positive signs These itchy demons sink their teeth in me with every bite It's like a battle on repeat within me every night I'm gonna stand up now so you can look me straight in the eye I wanna see you use the ointments like the one you just prescribed Cause if it's safe enough for me to use and you should be just fine Apply it morning, noon, and night, I'll check in three months down the line Woo. You think I asked for this? Is there an asterisk? Who's gonna refund me for all the time that's passed for this? I was a pacifist, now I'm an activist I'm gonna fight for all my warriors Cause we mad as shit This ain't a game to me The one you play it with me I see you writing all them scripts And no apologies I think it's time you face the music Down on bended knees Asking for forgiveness For the damage that you caused through these I know how much you are paid For every script you write If that's how you choose to live How do you sleep at night You tell me that you care But you don't do what's 
this right? How you gonna lie like that? How you gonna prescribe like that? Okay, now listen carefully, it goes beyond what you see I know I'm not the only one who fucking did this to me Yes, I applied the steroids to my skin consistently But I only followed the instructions that were given to me By you, it's true, what the hell you want from me, dude? All I want is for you to be held accountable too How is it possible for all these years my life has been screwed But there's no consequence for doctors, that mean nothing to you? I'm sick and tired of being a total burden to society As I walk through the fire to pharmaceutical sobriety I'll never trust you again with all the topicals prescribed It's so disgusting to live under these mountains of anxiety so what now don't tell me to sit down i know that when you look at me there's no way you can feel proud the system's broken you know it is so but we've spoken just own it opportunities golden renew the oath that you've chosen if that's how you choose to live how do you sleep at night you tell me that you care but you don't do what's right how you gonna lie like that how you gonna prescribe like that how you gonna lie how you gonna lie like that how you gonna prescribe how you gonna prescribe like that how you gonna lie how you gonna lie like that how you gonna prescribe how you gonna prescribe like that? i know how much you're paid for every script you